Blink, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 We all know that song, but it's called Too Close by the uh, R&B group Next. And and the reason why I played that uh, sexual jam is because um, you know how we do our on this day. Sexual jam. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be the new, that's going to be the um, name of my lube that I create. Sexual jam. jam. <laughs> <laughs> Sexual jam. So you don't get jammed. I don't know. <laughs> don't get jammed up with our jam. Okay. <laughs> so the reason why I mentioned that is because uh, Laura, Mozzie C137, mm-hmm. sent us a message on Instagram saying that the number one song on April 26th, in 1998, was Too Close by Next. Ugh. Mm. And that's the song. And that that's our on this day trivia for this like- episode. <laughs> <laughs> you mean it's not the anniversary of um, some Holocaust or something? <laughs> something something terrible happened on April 26, nineteen ninety-eight, guaranteed. But we're going we're going with the sexy time, sexy jam. Yeah, I guess. I guess if you think about it, every day is probably the anniversary of something horrible. Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome <laughs> to Hoya Podcast. Yay. Baby. Hi, Jackie. Hi, friends. Listen. Hi, listeners. You're here. Are you feeling sexy now? so also i did want real quick uh i've never listened to that song like not on the radio i've never listened to it so i pulled it up on spotify i listened to it and the the first sentence spoken word in that is i wonder if she could tell that i'm hard right now (laughs) (laughs) and and I've, you know, I've never heard, obviously they cut that out of the radio edit version, <laughs> but that made me laugh so hard when I heard it. I had to like, I listened to it like three times. Like, did I hear that correctly? Which I don't know why I'm so surprised that whole song is about a boner. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, how about, I is everybody that. hard right now? Can you all tell that I'm hard right now? <laughs> <laughs> I... It occurred. It only just occurred to me that I think I first became familiar familiar with that song, <laughs> probably from a Now commercial. Remember those? Oh my god! Yeah, of course. Now that's what I just, call music. They would just show a few seconds 
mm-hmm. clip of like different songs so that you would then memorize the commercial as one big song. Mm. And you would just like know the words, know all the songs mashed together as like one song. Anyway. Uh, but, um, oh my God, I forgot what I was going <laughs> to say next. <laughs> I had a point. I swear I had a point. Oh, oh, I don't know. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I was going to make a joke about like now and then like, oh, but they probably cut that first line out of the, uh, when they made the kids bop version, but <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she can tell I'm happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're making it happy for me. <laughs> they have made some weird choices for those kids bop CDs. I mean, yeah. songs that are pretty risque. And I then know. They just, <laughs> I don't know why they would do that. The choices <laughs> they make, the choices a lot of artists or I guess, uh, I don't know, producers make when they have to make radio friendly versions of songs mm-hmm. is so interesting. I just think of that one Gwen Stefani song, um uh this shit is bananas. B A N A N A S. Well in the the radio version I remember instead of saying shit, they just recorded her going just screaming is bananas. Is bananas, (laughs) or they just scramble it so it's like this schmat is bananas. (laughs) Whoops, 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 whoops. We're talking about King of the Hill. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm. That's what we do. That's what we do. Cool, but we still have we have other stuff to talk about. Still, still, before we get into the King of the Hill uh, shenanigans, we have to do some <laughs> Patreon shout-outs. Oh, oh. oh Mamacita. We got, we got a bunch of new patrons, and because Jackie and I uh, posted an uh, exclusive episode for Patreon, it's a mini-sode that was actually an hour and a half long almost. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, about halfway through it we get to the point and it is in regards to dale and nancy and john redcorn and we discuss the different theories on whether or not dale knows that john redcorn and nancy have been in a relationship slash having an affair for the last 14 years and i really enjoyed doing that episode oh that was so much fun it was Mm -hmm. so much fun to just shoot the shit yeah yeah I'm excited to do more of those. Definitely. And that's the other thing for uh, those of you who are not on our Patreon. We will be recording, you know, some more mini-sodes. Uh, I don't have a, we don't have a schedule set for that at all. It's going to be when we can. However, we're going to put them out on Patreon. Um, I think this episode we're going to release two weeks from now. Further ones will probably be at least a month on Patreon earlier than you would get on the actual podcast. So if you guys join our Patreon, the $2 tier is the only one. The low, that's our lowest one. You can join that one and you will get the exclusive audio that we put out from here on out. So with that said, let's say hello to our new patrons. All right. Shout outs. Yes. Are in order. Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. So first, Bryce P. <laughs> Anna L. Kimberly K. Ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Elizabeth 
S. Love Apple Mint. <laughs> Alan A. Birdman 2018. <laughs> Birdman. Uh, Thomas C. And we got two sisters who wanted a who wanted a a, a sister shout out. Mm-hmm. We've got Jade and Jasmine. C. C. <laughs> we nailed those shout outs. Sisters. Together forever. Shout out to Jade and Jasmine. They actually messaged us and asked for a, a mm-hmm. shout out. Mm-hmm. I'm always more than happy. Of course. Yeah. Everyone, thank you so much for joining our Patreon. Uh, we hope you enjoyed that episode. You know, let us know what you guys think. Um about you know the different theories if you have your own you can comment on the post on our patreon and for everybody else who wants to join our patron just check out uh our bio on instagram ho yeah pod or i'll probably put a link here in the show notes <laughs> yay i'm so excited to uh add more stuff to the patreon too we were talking about doing other episodes and fan theories Mm -hmm. i also came up with what i think is a a wonderful idea of doing a talent show Mm. a zoom talent show because we can't leave our houses so Mm -hmm. uh i think that's pretty pretty cool i'd love to see people's different talents if you have any if you have i'm (laughs) sure everyone on here i'm sure is very talented if you have any ideas or or uh recommendations let us know Mm mm-hmm Maybe just some I, I, random stuff. Maybe like a, a Q&A in regards to like uh, King of the Hill stuff. If you guys have any questions that I don't know if you want our opinions on it. But if you do, <laughs> we could do like a recorded Q&A video that we put up there. Um, maybe eventually we'll like record an episode and we can randomly call people from the Patreon. And you can say one one minute worth of... <laughs> <laughs> your opinion and then we hang up on you <laughs> i i um amy's sister is an i mean she's uh she's in the navy she's such a badass but mm-hmm. she also used to teach the most intense zumba classes and i was like oh maybe she could teach one for us and the patreon listeners and amy was saying that her internet's not that great and it's like a little choppy and she, I think she has like 10 other jobs too. But then I thought, ooh, what if I taught a Zumba class? Yes. And it would be the worst, the worst, I'm in no way a, a Zumba instructor, but I thought that'd be really fun. I would get people moving. I would love to do your Zumba class. <laughs> it would just be that one end sync song that you've over learned over and, and over and over, over again for an hour. Over. We would we would become masters at that dance. <laughs> so but those yeah. are just some ideas, and we'll we'll you know we'll let everybody know when we actually figure out what we're gonna do. But for now, those are some those are on the that's at the top of our heap. And then uh, for regular shoutouts, we're gonna keep it a little bit short this week because we have we had so many lovely Patreon shoutouts, mm-hmm. but. Uh, no surprise to anyone our shout out this week goes to rachel 
people are just gonna stop giving us any kind of reviews like fuck you and why don't you marry a rachel why don't you just marry her (laughs) rachel's the oldest sister and everyone else is the middle sister (laughs) perfect rachel (laughs) but uh rachel called our voicemail and left such a lovely voicemail and um, we were talking about her <laughs> last episode, of course. And uh, she's working in a grocery store. And we were like, oh, my God, you know, that's so crazy and so intense. And she called us up and just shared a little bit about what she's doing. And um, I just wanted to play part of it because I thought it was just so nice to hear from her. And I thought she made some really good points coming from somebody who's actually like a- an essential worker. So mm-hmm. so here is Rachel. Hey, Jackie and Amy, it's Rachel, your favorite grocery store worker. Thanks for the shout out again. And I just wanted to let you know, I transferred to the online orders pickup department at my grocery store in Colorado. And yeah, it's been pretty crazy lately. I went in at 3 a.m. this morning. That's also when the bakery team gets in. So uh, yeah, probably you don't want to work in bakery or online orders. But I just wanted to let everybody know we're working so hard. Please, please, please only buy what you need. Grocery stores are not going to go out of business and we will have what you need when you come in or order online. If you don't, if you buy more than you're supposed to and you hoard stuff, other people don't get any. And it's really sad, especially all the old people that are using our service and they can't get like milk or eggs or bread because other people bought all of them. So don't be stupid. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you so much for calling us and leaving a voicemail and sharing really, really good advice because yeah, we all know that people are buying stuff up and they need to cool it a little bit, but I never, I hadn't even really considered the fact that so many people order their groceries online and have them delivered, but I hadn't considered the fact that there are a lot of people that that's maybe their only means of getting groceries because mm-hmm. maybe due to various accessibility issues, or they just can't go get groceries themselves. And so it really makes you realize, oh, there are a lot of people that are impacted, not just people in their 20s that shop for groceries on Amazon, you know? <laughs> right. So I thought that was a really good point. And thank you, Rachel, for, for sharing that. Yes. Thank you, Rachel. And that's gross that you had to be at work at 3 a.m. But thank you for oh. doing it. <laughs> she must go to bed at like six. I mean, I can't even. Ugh. It's like my mom. My mom goes to bed at like 5 p.m. and wakes up at like three for no reason. She doesn't my have dad, to do that. Oh, well, my dad does that too, but he does, he goes to work early, but he likes to bike. He's basically on like European, like Italy time. <laughs> to sleep at seven. Okay. Let's oh. get into it. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, cool. I'm ready too. Today, we discuss Junkie Business, season two, Episode 20, air date, if you've forgotten, April 26, 1998. You're making it hard for me. Ooh, ooh, baby. All right. (laughs) I wonder if he can tell that I'm wet. (laughs) 
that's the well you ruined my car seat so yeah i can tell <laughs> left a damn stain sorry 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 okay. no more interruptions go ahead okay. <laughs> to nobody's surprise buck strickland has chosen hank as employee of the month again mm-hmm. uh he does this in the toilet he makes his entire staff come into the bathroom with him as he dumps out a burrito a breakfast burrito that's his signature i love that i wrote that line down too where he's all he has to do is just say hank's name employee of the month is and then you hear a little gurgle gurgle and all he has to do is just be like it's hank again bye but instead he's like all right everyone follow me into the bathroom and he says i'm sorry folks my breakfast burrito's fixing to say adios As as disgusting as Buck is, he has some of the best lines in the entire series. He really does. That is such a good line. Oh my god! So just horrendous. I love. uh, And then of course, you know this little scene where Hank says, "I wish you could see my face, sir." And Buck's like, "All right." He goes to open up the bathroom door. To take a look at Hank while he's pushing out a log. Anyway, <laughs> a proud Hank accepts the certificate, and shortly afterwards, Strickland uh, informs him that they need a new accessories associate and tells Hank, <laughs> I want you to take care of this. All right? So sorry, you said associate. I did not. No, you didn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm going to stop interrupting. This is too much interrupting. Too much. Go ahead. So, so accessories associate. Okay. Hank is very excited to pick the new uh, team member for, for Strickland Propane. He's ready to prove to Buck that he knows how to do it, which I'm surprised that he's never done this before. He's been assistant manager for how long and he's never had the opportunity to hire someone. But anyway. Hank starts to use his Bobby as like a interview interviewee that he is, you know, practicing on. <laughs> yeah. And Hank kind of uh, comes up with some, you know, oh, we're all Christians here. And Peggy rightfully tells him, no, you cannot ask that in an interview. Like, you just can't. You can't ask about race and uh, sexual orientation, religious affiliation. All true. Uh, because, as we all know, people are super fucking biased and they will immediately disqualify someone for very simple reasons i mean as we're about to see so hank uh he's he interviews a couple of people and you know including dale (laughs) just so good oh i love dale here's my resume a A. (laughs) i've killed all the bugs in arland (laughs) as a bug scurries across the paper (laughs) oh i love it Hank calls for a Mario Montalvo, which he assumes that the Maria in the name is a typo, because how could a woman possibly understand propane and grilling? Like, can't, couldn't possibly understand how to work a fucking grill. Um, he's he, such a dummy about it, too. Cause I know, he's so like, blatantly sexist. Like, he does, he's not even trying to be subtle. Yeah. She's like, oh, actually, it's Maria, not mario and he was like oh you have to well you understand i have naturally just given like what this business is and she's like well it's maria and he was like well maybe i should just double check to be safe and he still like makes a point to call mario oh props to maria for not being like you know what fuck off i don't need this sexist job bye (laughs) but if we said that to every job then we would all be unemployed yeah 
Ugh. Maria proves that she's, you know, more than capable of taking on this role and being a great employee. However, later we see that Hank, uh, he's talking to the guys and saying, you know, she was this Maria chick was really, oh, she was more than qualified. And they're all like, oh, well, you can't work with a woman. Oh, no. Even though there's plenty, there's like at least two or three other women that work at Strickland already. The problem we find out is that Hank thinks she's hot. He knows that she's a, she's a good-looking woman, and she knows her, like, what's up with propane. He's wildly turned on by her. That's true. I'm sh- If she was more of uh, an Alicia type, who mm-hmm. we met last episode, who was uh, an incredibly, stunningly handsome woman, mm-hmm. perhaps he would have responded differently. I see you as a real person and not just, like... I'm not sexualizing you, so I can right. hire you. Right. Well, Hank even describes Maria to Peggy as a handsome woman <laughs> and well qualified. And uh, he assures Peggy, oh, I can't hire her. You know, I, I don't know what the rules are anymore uh, when it comes to working with women. Normally, if it's a man, I can give him a give him a pat on the shoulder or something or and Peggy's just like, oh, which is too I gotta admit, this is terrible advice from Peggy. She tells him that he can give her a hug. No, you absolutely do not. Just don't touch her at all. How about that? Yeah. Just don't touch your employees. That's all. Yeah. (laughs) Going forward after this quarantine, just treat everyone that you don't know like you're in a quarantine just with them. Six feet apart. (laughs) Six feet apart. Don't touch them. That's it. Yeah. Anyway, this kind of leads to them turning each other on because Peggy's like, oh, you can, you can give her a hug. And he's like, but what if my cheek rubs up against hers? And she's like, well, then you just grab them and you jam it on. Your- no, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so then they end up banging and we see Peggy with amazing sex hair and oh, Hank horrified because he 100% was fantasizing about Maria the whole time. Oh, which is which is amazing because Hank seems so he's you rarely see Hank sexually interested succumbing to any sort of baser instincts. Right. And like okay, we get it. Like they have a healthy sexual relationship him and Peggy, but the fact that he like while having sex with Peggy, he was fantasizing about another woman. That's almost like which I don't think is uncommon, but for Hank that seems like something that he would never do, which is why I think he's so horrified. Yeah. Uh, but I guess uh, based on what we find out in that episode, the one with Nancy, where he has a, that dream mm-hmm. about Nancy. Yes. Uh, it's very possible that maybe he's not even necessarily attracted to Maria, but her knowledge, her extensive knowledge of propane accessories. Yes, you're right. You're right. That's exactly, that's exactly what's happening. But he's not going to figure that out for a while. And, even then, Peggy's going to have to figure it out for him. <laughs> Poor Peggy. Just doing all that emotional labor. <laughs> oh, Peg. Oh. So the next day, Hank throws out Maria's resume. He just, because he realizes I'm attracted to this woman. Or he thinks I'm attracted to this woman. I simply couldn't work with her uh, because I'm an idiot. Anyway. But he blames it on the fact that she doesn't know who Troy Aikman is. Is that why he he throws it away? Well, he's definitely attracted to her, but when he's talking about her to the guys, 
he was just like, well, she bombed the, what was it? The Cowboys question. Yeah, the Cowboys question. Does, she is very knowledgeable. And then when uh, Fuckface comes in for an interview. Right. He but sees the, the Cowboys calendar and Hank's just, he's like, oh, Cowboys. And then Hank's just like, well, that's like my first six questions right there. <laughs> I know. But the thing is, is he throws the resume out after he has sex with Peggy and fantasizes and is like fantasizing about Maria. That's true. I think it's all of those things combined. That's true. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So so Leon walks in. This (laughs) comes comes on in and he just goes, hey, Cowboy's cool. (laughs) That's, That's all he does. That's all he says. And then he gives some flimsy ass response to hank uh about you know besides god and family uh propane is you know my number three uh, whatever you know he just he's bullshitting and hank is desperate for any reason to hire someone other than maria so he latches on hires this guy the next day uh hank starts to get a little concerned because leon's not there he's not showing up for work and then all of a sudden he walks in and Turns out he's three hours late for his very first day, which any job would immediately be like, bye, you have to go. We're, you're, you showed up three hours late for your first day. And he's obviously high. <laughs> this guy is clearly on drugs. I don't know if Hank realizes it at first. I know that he kind of gives a look like, huh, we, th- this guy seems odd. But do you think that Hank realizes that he's high? I was wondering about that too. But then isn't there that one part where... Bobby, I think what Hank is talking about, Leon, and then Bobby's just like, it sounds like he's on drugs based on what they teach us in school. So so that's after Bobby work goes to work with Hank and works oh, with yeah. Leon and he's like, dude, that dad, he's on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think Hank knew at that point, but he was still denying it. So I don't know if he realizes it or if he's just denying it because he real, you know, he's trying to make this higher work because he didn't hire the person who was qualified for a shitty reason. So he's just like, I got to make this work and I have to impress Buck. Yeah. Yeah. Buck was straight up like, you know, if you, you've won employee of the month 41 times in a row and I'm trusting you to hire this person. And if you fail, it's like you're spitting in my face 41 times. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Which Hank should have spit in Buck's face many times. <laughs> For the way he's treated him. All right. As time passes, Hank notices Leon, he's he's agitated. And then he's like, when's lunch? Uh, Finally, Leon goes to lunch and he's just like totally doped out. And he's sitting there staring at the TV. So he goes home and he asks Bobby to come in and help him, you know, help him at the office kind of as a cover for Leon to kind of get some extra work done without it being you know because he knows that leon is not capable of doing it he already knows this so he brings bobby in but after spending the day with the new employee bobby tells his parents that leon is a drug addict he's he's like that guy he's addicted to drugs it's pretty pretty clear dad (laughs) (laughs) the next day buck is walking in with a little old lady telling her all about how they could just take money right out of her bank account (laughs) which i would assume buck uh abuses that ability (laughs) but as they're walking in they see leon he is foaming at the mouth leaning against the door he's completely out of it and i mean he's ODing at that point right yes that's that's very severe that's more than you're just high (laughs) absolutely he is foaming at the mouth this man needs medical attention um 
Instead, they're like, hide him from the customers and then fire him. (laughs) Which is so which is what happens. Hank ends up telling him, like, listen, you know, you need to get some help. You're a drug addict. You can't work here. You know, you've been high on the job. Please go get some help. Gives him a business card to a rehab center. The next morning, Leon returns accompanied with Anthony Page, a rehab group leader. Uh, but this is also Twig Boy from the Twig very Boy. first very first episode. Yeah. He's he's a social worker, clearly. This guy is just a social worker. Yeah, and in this reality, social workers are <laughs> I don't know, the enemy. <laughs> yeah. All, they annoying. Yes. Annoying liberal Californian latte drinking twig boys it's like in uh i think what the second ghostbusters where that guy from the epa the the environmental protection agency is just the biggest asshole and he's the reason all the ghosts escape and it's like (laughs) the epa is not they're not the bad guys that movie was bankrolled by the rnc we get the youth to hate environmentalism (laughs) i know bill murray (laughs) it's all propaganda (laughs) page informs hank that firing leon for drug addiction is illegal uh because his condition is considered a disability under the americans with disabilities act and strickland has to follow uh the american disability act because he has 15 employees or more is it though what uh Addiction, is that under? Well, so what he's saying is that he's in rehab. He was, he technically got into rehab before he was fired. So he's oh. in, so he's in recovery. So you can't oh, fire see. someone who's in recovery okay. for addiction. Thank you for clearing that up. Realizing he has little choice, Hank has to rehire Leon. Soon after, Paige, he, he kind of lays it out. He's like, look, whatever this guy needs, you have to give it to him. Uh, if he he can't come in at 8 a.m. because he has to have his methadone treatment, you need to lower the lights because his eyes are going to be dilated, et cetera, et cetera. The following day, uh, the other Strickland workers, they're kind of pissed off because they see Leon getting special accommodations. And they all start to say they all come up with their own disabilities that they have. You know, Joe Jack says, well, I'm angry and it's making me disabled and blah, blah, blah. So they all kind of come up with their own excuses to get out of doing any work. So Hank is left to take care of everything. When Peggy shows up at the office and I think she's coming to visit Hank, maybe to go to lunch. I don't know. But she's just like, what the hell is going on here? Why is everybody like laying down on a couch and, uh, you know, got their feet up on their desk, not doing any work and it's dark in here. And Hank tells her what's going on with the employees. Like they're all taking advantage of this Americans with Disability Act. And she says, well, that's ridiculous. Anybody's disabled if you think hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hank kind of comes up with this plan to say that, oh, well, I have a disability and it's called good worker syndrome. And, you know, here's the side effects is that I get sick when I see people not working hard. I wrote that down. I love that quote so much. Yes. He, <laughs> he's talking to Twig Boy and he's just like, well, I also suffer from a disability. It's called GWS, good worker syndrome. I get sick to my stomach unless everyone around me is giving 110%. <laughs> Symptoms include pride, responsibility, and a feverish enthusiasm. It used to be a common condition among Americans. And then it cuts to Twig Boy, and he's just like, ew. 
people like it's people like you people like you who abuse the system ruin it for the rest of us the truly disabled <laughs> and and i do appreciate that point because there are people who take advantage of the system however that doesn't mean that you know it's not an important act to have right like oh, the americans with yeah. disabilities act is is incredibly important and was hard, hard won it was fought for and hard won by people with disabilities so however while this confrontation is going on, Leon's there and he's like, you know, I don't want you to call me Leon anymore. I think I want to be called Hank. Just kind yeah. of as like a fuck you. He's just kind of being a prick at that point. Oh, yeah. And Hank is just like, you know what? I quit. Fuck this. Uh, I'm out of here. You know, you can't can't be there can't be two Hank Hills at this location. And Strickland is like, well, what am I going to do, you know, without you, Hank? And Hank kind of says, well, now that uh, I quit, you only have 14 employees, so it's up to you, not the government. Yeah. So Hank, Hank kind of provides a way for around the system, around the Americans with Disability Act, and Buck promptly fires Leon and rehires Hank, but he puts him on a six-month probation period, <laughs> and I imagine at, like, reduced pay. <laughs> <laughs> Strickland then introduces Hank to the company's new accessories associate, Maria Montalvo, because she was the most qualified. But, mm-hmm. but then Maria gives a hug to Hank and grabs his ass. It's like, oh, my God. At that point, I was like, is this a dream sequence or what? And then it just kind of ends. So you're not even totally sure. Right. So it it. it and Hank is like, ah, blah, and you hear Joe Jack, here comes Peggy, and she looks disgruntled, and then it cuts off. <laughs> I don't think it was a dream sequence, but Maria, girl, come on, you don't go grabbing people's asses at work, or at all. Like, come on. I know. Without she consent. should definitely be fired for that. Absolutely. You don't, you don't do that. Just, come on. <laughs> you don't do that. <laughs> you don't do that. Yeah, and then that's the episode. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Hey. Oh, I love that. I love this episode. I'm just, great job, AB, and I'm just so excited to talk about it. Yes, yes, me too. So please tell me what, what you what's on your mind, what you're thinking. Well, we touched on some of my favorite moments and quotes, but mm-hmm. I did write down quite a few notes. Um, uh, well, I did notice that during... The interview, Hank mentioned Lulis, which I mm-hmm. like the reference to Lulis. I love the part when Hank is talking about, well, just that whole first part, you know, initially Hank's like not sure if he should hire Maria. And he said, she is more qualified than any other applicant, but that only goes so far. What are we going to talk about? Our feelings? Such an (laughs) asshole moment. And then uh, later when he's talking to Peggy about Maria, and I forget exactly what he says, but she says, it's such a classic Peggy line. But if people had been afraid to hire me because I'm pretty and smart, I would have never gotten to where I am today. I just love that. (laughs) I know. I love that one too. Um, Another moment that I really like from Leon is when he is high and he answers the phone at Strickland Propane and he, you know, fucks up the the saying where he's Mm -hmm. just like Strickland propane tastes the heat not the meat and then Hank's just like oh god and he like grabs (laughs) the phone he's like I'm so sorry it's taste the meat not the heat I'm so and then he gets cut off and then 
you know, the person on the other line says something to him and then he's just like, well, I'm, I'm so sorry. And I, I hope that you'll consider doing business with us again someday. So that person was just so offended <laughs> that Leon messed up that line. <laughs> it's just like, it's like a little moment where Hank just seem, generally seems like the most anal person in the world. And then you realize, oh, there are other people in this universe that are just like him. And maybe his mm. anality <laughs> is uh, justified. Anality. <laughs> anality. Um, there's another quote from Hank when I think maybe after he finds out that he is addicted to drugs or it's only just dawning on him and he says something like, well, Leon does do a lot of vomiting, even for a new employee. <laughs> I know, like so nervous to be working and wanting to do a good <laughs> yeah. job that you're sick to your stomach. <laughs> yeah, multiple times a day. And then um, I think the last one of the last quotes I wrote down was by a worker at Strickland named Jason. And it's when everyone's like, well, I have a disability too. And here's why I can't work. And I think maybe the phone rings or a customer walks in and Hank's like, Jason, why don't you go take care of that customer? And Jason's like at his desk, just leaning back in his chair. And he's like, sorry, Hank, I suffer from obsessive compulsive disorder. If I get out of this chair, Garth Brooks is going to die. <laughs> I know. That's a good one. <laughs> um, those are just some of my favorite quotes. I have some, of course, Bobby with his, you had me at fruit pies. Of course. Yeah. Oh, um, He's like his I, eyes are teared up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, I, I uh, made some other notes, but I feel like I've been talking a lot. So no, what, what, about, what about you, you Amy? Keep going. Um, so, I mean, you gave a, you gave quite a few that I also really like. Um, so the, I love the little extra scene after the episode has finished where you see Hank, he's writing all the names on the cups to like pee in to do drug tests. And yeah. one of them is Bobby. He was going to yeah. drug test Bobby. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> also, there's, there's a part where they're watching um, Monsignor Martinez and or I, there's a commercial for Monsignor Martinez, and it says the evil Monsignor Martinez. He's supposed to be the good guy. I wonder why they called him evil. He's always the good guy in the show. He's like, you know, saving the ladies and the babies and, you know, punching out fake priests. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that was weird. But, but it was exciting to see him. I know. I know. We did a, we did a live watch party last night because uh, mm -hmm. this is Friday. So we do them every second Thursday of the month with our Patreon. And <laughs> we watched two episodes and one of them was um, flirting with the master. And it's the one where Peggy goes to work in Mexico for Mar Monsignor Martinez's children. And, oh, it's such a good episode. I know. It's Talk so about good. being attracted to somebody who's not your spouse oh Peggy man really swept off her feet uh, rightfully so rightfully <laughs> so that guy is mwah, hot mm -hmm. hot 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 anyway so it was nice to see him like a little brief monsignor martinez shout out right after watching that episode that was mainly about him it was awesome Oh, Buck says uh, about Leon. Remember, Hank, he's wearing the Strickland name over his man teat. <laughs> so gross. That's pretty much all I've got. Um, but there is 
there is that scene where Buck is trying to get rid of uh, Leon, and he's like, Hank, I want you to go down to somewhere, you know, put on your nicest outfit and go buy a bunch of drugs, like all the the pills you can find. And I thought, I wonder why Buck doesn't just give him some of his pills, because you know that guy's got a ton of drugs. And I thought, well, he doesn't want to get rid of his stash. That's his personal stash. <laughs> he doesn't want to waste it on framing someone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't want it tied back to him, too. Right, right, right. So those are just some of the ones, those were the ones that I had because, you know, you we, we talked about a bunch in the episode. The only other thing I made note of while I was watching the show, I was like, Hank is so bad. I was surprised at how bad Hank is at interviewing. He's just so passionate about propane and... And I just couldn't understand why he would, by hiring somebody who's, by not hiring the most qualified person, he's compromising the integrity of propane, which he loves so much. And I just thought, does he really love the Cowboys that much? That doesn't make any sense. But I think, I think you're right, Amy. I think uh, the fact that he was attracted to Maria played a much bigger part. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it was it was simply because she was a she's a woman, and then on top of that, like he was already not sure about hiring her simply because she's a woman. Then he has sex with Peggy, fantasizes about Maria, and now he's like, "Oh, I definitely can't hire someone that is not only just a woman, but someone a woman that I'm attracted to." On the one hand, and let me get your opinion on this. On the one mm-hmm. hand, if you're sexually attracted to someone that that's maybe not something you could control but that should in no way impact you hiring them it, i mean now now you're kind of impacting this person because of your own personal issues mm-hmm. and that's unacceptable but as as Hank's partner would you if if your partner found like realized that they were attracted to someone Mm -hmm. and they thought maybe it would be irresponsible to hire them. Is that acceptable then? Like, so, okay. So I was thinking about this because I thought, why the fuck would Hank mention to Peggy that Maria is a quote unquote handsome woman? Why would he straight out tell her that? Um, Anybody with any kind of like, you know, logical thinking would realize I probably shouldn't tell my partner that I think this other person is attractive, you know, and that's why I don't want to hire them because then they're going to be worried that I'm so attracted to them that I would jeopardize our marriage or relationship. So I was like, why Why would he tell her that? I don't think that he was thinking, obviously. I think that he was just kind of talking out loud <laughs> and, you know, trying to justify why he's not going to hire her. But in answer to your question, I think that it de- I think it depends on your level of like security in your relationship or marriage. I think there's really no way to control who your partner is going to be attracted to and if they have a job that's in like that's working with other people and it's not like an at-home job, there's going to be someone that they find attractive there, almost guaranteed. It's just a matter of like hopefully trusting that your partner isn't going to like carry on an inappropriate relationship with them, whether that means simply, well, it depends on what your level of like comfortability is. Like, are you okay with them flirting with other people? Some people don't care. Some people are fine with that. Some people get off on that. So I think it just matters like what your level of comfortability is. Comfortability is with your partner knowing that like there's going to be someone that they're attracted to. Are, are you okay with them? 
knowing that and hiring them or, or working with them. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I was thinking, oh, if 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 my partner felt that maybe they were attracted to someone and and they just wanted to avoid any possible conflict, is that okay? But it's not okay because it's not okay because you're denying this person a job. But then also, if they're a trustworthy partner, then even if they are attracted to someone, then they're not going to cheat on you regardless, you know? Right. And they, so. you know, also you're an adult. You should be able to control your actions around this person, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would hope that, like, my partner would be able to be a responsible adult and not be inappropriate. Yeah. And be like, okay, yeah, so what? They're, yeah, they're attractive, but that doesn't mean that I can't hire them simply because of that reason. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone is responsible for themselves. No one, there's no, right. like, I just lost control. Okay. Right. Right. I get the concern. I get it. I think it's just like that initial thought, like, Ooh, if, if I found out my partner was attracted to someone, Oh, like I, that makes me uncomfortable knowing that yeah. they're working with that person every day. But then if if I actually like take a moment to think about the situation, then it's like, if you think for a second, you might want to be with this other person, do me a favor and go be with that person. I'm not trying to be in some position where I feel like I need to fight for you. Like, right. There's just go be with that person. Exactly. Fight for you. Right. I agree. I agree. Yeah, no, I mean, exactly. Like, yes, I'm saying, Oh, well, it depends on your level of comfortability, blah, blah, blah. I would hope that, in my relationship, I would feel secure enough that I didn't really have to worry about it. You can you can acknowledge that your partner is going to be attracted to other people and they're going to have to be around them, whether that's like in a work setting or just life in general or other friends or something. But is your relationship secure enough where you don't have to worry about it so much? Yeah. I'm going to be attracted to other people, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to cheat on you. Yeah. I think at first I would be like, ooh, you're attracted to this person and you're going to hire them? Ooh. But then, like you said, if you take a minute and think about it, like, all right, well then, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. <laughs> listener comments? Now, we do have a listener comment song, and it was submitted on the voicemail, mm. on our voicemail. And again, if you would like to call and submit a listener comment song or any other song as we saw last week you could have a trivia song or or anything uh you can call you can email it to us at hello at ho yeah pod or you can call us at 386-530-3876 yay and we had somebody call up and leave a listener comment song i don't know what their name is there is no name we have their mm-hmm. phone number, but I'm not going to, I feel like I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to give out their phone number. But if you hear yourself, the call us back or, or message us and let us know, and then we'll uh, give you credit next week. Yes. If you want that. But anyway, here is our listener comment. Sahong. <laughs> listener comment, listen for the rest of your life. Excellent. I love it. Thank you, Mystery (laughs) Caller. 
God, I love it. I love everybody's takes on the listener comment song. I know. They're getting it's my so favorite. jazzy and mm. and see it's it's that simple. You don't need a guitar, you don't need to download a a file and email it. You can just call us up and whatever. So You don't even need a voice. We've done one with a cat. Yes. <laughs> That's right. We've only Scott did one. A, a cat's well, my cat and a listener's cat called in. That's right. Okay, so okay. listener comments. I I love this one because it was a uh, it's a it's a quote that I wanted to write down and I forgot to. So thank you. It's from Crumb Dumpster. Yay, Crumb Dumpster. We mentioned it on the Patreon episode, but we haven't heard from them for a while. I'm so pleased right. to see their name pop up. So they say, uh, "What?" This is when Hank is trying to gracefully fire Leon and he says something like well maybe you should use that wrench set and become a mechanic or something and he says wow I don't know what to say Hank as your new chief mechanic what I'd like to do first is fire Enrique (laughs) (laughs) poor Enrique he just immediately wants to fire him I know Oh, look, peanut, oh. peanut butter milkshakes. I wonder who that is. Uh, the idiot, the dumb ass peanut butter milkshake says, that's my purse. Wrong episode, you dink. Damn idiot. You dumb idiot. Just so you all know, that's Jackie. Okay. I was a little bit inebriated last night and I was like, I'm going to send a wrong quote. And I started to type in, somebody stop me. And then I thought, oh, God. From the mask. Yes, like extra wrong. <laughs> then I pictured you reading it, just like, and uh, all she said was, "Somebody stop me." So I don't remember whatever. And then I would have to be like, actually, it was like from the. No, it's the actually show. really funny because kind of like what I'm doing now. This is why it's actually funny because it's. And then there's a, a user that is, um, I mean, clearly they must be gorgeous it's you're a wizard amy uh (laughs) says when he's all effed up and it looks like there's a fly on his face it makes me want to barf same Ooh, amy same excellent point amy (laughs) what's what's amy's name again you must be a wizard amy you're a wizard amy year (laughs) y-e-r she's going places oh yeah Let's see. Um, Bender's Redemption said, nine-year-old me hated seeing Twig Boy again, and 31-year-old me still does. <laughs> KK Transponster, Monsignor Martinez brand casual slacks. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the commercial was for. That's right. I forgot about that. c 137 says, the fact that Hank actually fucked Peggy while thinking about another woman. <laughs> Mendozable says my real name is um, Mario and just hearing Hank say my name always makes me giddy aww cute (laughs) oh Drusifer 2A I love this quote from Dale you don't know me I am unknowable Uh, uh, Captain X Patches says Hank calling Maria Mario was the OG misgender. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it. Yes, it was. Noli Sparks. When the old lady pokes Leon while foaming at the mouth, I always crack <laughs> up. She don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's like, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> uh, 
Gracie knows says that beautiful Chicana. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Peggy says. I love I that Peggy, while while being jealous about Maria, is still just like, oh, because she's gorgeous and beautiful and stunning. Like <laughs> she's yeah. she's like even she's talking up how good looking Maria is. Yeah, you know, and most people. I'm sorry. It, go ahead. She's doing it in this way where she's just she's being so supportive of this other woman. She's just talking Maria up, and instead of being threatened, she's like, Hank's the bad guy, and she recognizes that. She's mm-hmm. like, you. it doesn't matter how beautiful or smart she is. You need to hire her. She's the most qualified. Right. And then after she realizes, oh, my God, you didn't hire her because you think she's – because she is stunning. Like, she's mad at Hank for that. Like, she's gorgeous, and you didn't hire her because of that. You bastard. So she's yeah. jealous, but also still – acknowledging that Maria was the best one for the job and it's Hank's fault for not hiring her. David Pitaff. Dave Pitaff <laughs> says when Hank is horrified after sex, heart emoji, Davy two dicks. <laughs> oh, so that must have been that was Davy Tooties. He changed it because we kept calling it Davy Tooties. <laughs> Sorry. I, I want to thank. Good for you for being a good sport about it. Thank you. <clears throat> I.E. Black 42. Hector's got something called a priapism. He wants a roomier workstation with a view of Debbie. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Mozzie C137 I think Hank would have jizzed his pants if Maria Montalvo knew who Troy Aikman was oh my god <laughs> don't call me Caitlin says much too angry honey big mood <laughs> Crumb Dumpster and Carly Giblets, Giblets uh, both uh, said Peggy's in the parking lot and she looks disgruntled <laughs> I love that. I love that uh, mini running gag because he says that earlier with Leon after he gets out of rehab. Leon's at the parking lot and he looks disgruntled. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I know. And then that scene, like Hank is ready to just take a bullet straight to the face. He doesn't even try and duck down again. He's just like, (laughs) SNC Banks, you had me at fruit pies. Such a good one. Seth Scobes, taste the heat, not the meat. <laughs> uh, right dude here said, oh, so bloated. <laughs> I've had those days where I couldn't get out from my desk because I was too bloated. <laughs> from Coco Bug, Debbie, you can just stay there. <laughs> Don't get off the couch. Ugh. Great comments, everyone. Yes, wonderful comments. Thank you to all who wrote in. Are you ready for trivia time? It's trivia it's time. time for trivia. Trivia. It's trivia it. time. Trivia. It's time for trivia. Trivia time to suck my trivia dick. <laughs> is that what you're referring to? That is exactly what I'm referring to. Mm. I only have one question because... Uh, the first one you you said about how many times Hank has gotten employee of the month, which, you know, duh, I knew that you would get that one, but I needed something. So I have one more. How about you? Well, I had one question and it was exactly that. 
how many times you think. I don't know why. You said it. I know. I know. Well, I knew that. I was like, why would I even? It's... I know. We both knew that the other person would have wrote that one down, but we still mm-hmm. did it. Yes. I think I'm prepared with something else. Okay, so cool. Go you ahead. Go? No, you, you go. What grade has Hank known? Dale since I don't know if that question came out correctly no I understand what you mean okay when did he what grade did he meet Dale in yep that's it even though you can't end a sentence with a preposition <laughs> obviously <laughs> a doy we all know that Jackie sorry everyone <laughs> uh third grade close first oh I was gonna say first too and I thought it was mm. too obvious okay Oh, you already know that Hank's been employee of the month 41 times in a row. I mean, everyone knows that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But do you know who our guest star was this week? (laughs) I sure don't. Absolutely not. (laughs) Well, it wasn't a huge name, but it's the voice of Maria. And it's an actress named Bertia Damas. Mm. Although I might be pronouncing that wrong. It's B-E-R-T-I-L-A-D-A-M-A-S. And I I mean, I don't recognize her name, but I looked up her IMDb and it looks like she was on Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Mm. has been in some other movies and a lot of TV shows. And I like, I was looking at her bio on IMDb. IMDB and I just thought that it was I just thought it was like kind of like a nice like little badass bio um the first paragraph just says uh Bertia Damas is an American television film and theater actress she was born in Cuba of a Puerto Rican American mother and a Cuban father she is known for her no-nonsense approach to acting and life as well as her irrelevant sense of humor her compassion and a straight-up heart of gold no crap kind of energy That's awesome. I wonder who wrote that for her. <laughs> I know. And it, it like goes on and talks more about her. Of course, there are a few other paragraphs. And then it says it was submitted by Anonymous, which my first thought was, did she her. just write that? But <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I didn't know that we even had a guest star. Okay. You know what, Jackie? Here's another trivia question. What's the next episode? Uh, uh, is it <laughs> Life in the Fazard? Bobby Saga. <laughs> uh, that's it. You got it. A lot of sagas, I realize. Yeah, yeah. Life in the Fazard. <laughs> uh, all right. Is that all we've got? I think. Yeah. I have one question, Jackie. I wonder if she could tell me. I'm hard right now. <laughs> I wonder if she could tell. Because I'm wearing sweatpants, or is it like I'm wearing jeans? So. <laughs> Until next time, listeners. Via Condios! Mmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me makes me want you so bad sexually. Oh, girl. 
close and kind of close. I feel a little poke coming through. <laughs>